welcome to another exciting episode of Home Sweet Home. My name is Rod. And I am Bryce Rungi. Yay! Yay! Maybe, I don't know. Hey, it is good to be here. Um, kind of got an interesting show. Um, we, we got somebody uh, who's going to share all kinds of dirt on you. I, I am so geeked about this. You know what? On um, second thought, uh, we're going to end this. No. Uh, yeah, we do have a, uh, a very special guest. Uh, he's been a, a friend of mine since childhood. We've done life together for a very long time. Uh, we played high school football together. Um, we, we've done a lot of life. And... Um, he he lives in California. I was I was trying to I'm trying to build this up and, and make you sound really awesome, Brian. But you already are. Um, <laughs> uh, so he lives in California. He owns a insurance health insurance, right? Is that correct? I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you get into all that stuff. But um, he's he's. Just a phenomenal husband, a phenomenal father. He's a CEO of this health insurance company, and we're just um, just blessed to have you on our our podcast. Um, Rod and I were just talking the other day about having you know guests on on a regular and how much you know our guests not only just enrich our lives but our listeners' lives. And I think it's important to continue having that. The more uh, like I know you're going to be a regular because I know you have so much to pour out and just the wisdom that and knowledge that you have and that you're going to download tonight. Tonight, I know it's going to be uh, just super impactful. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna lead this tonight because Rod said I have to. Um, <laughs> Sharing the wealth, man. Right. So I, I'm, I'm in the driver's seat tonight, which I'm usually not. Rod does all the talking because he has diarrhea of the mouth, but. Wow. Okay, you went there. You went there. All right, I got my notes going so I can take all kinds of stories about young brothers. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to turn this over to my very good friend, Brian Billharts. Welcome to our podcast, Home Sweet Home. And if you'll just kick this thing off and just unpack your story for us. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, it's good to be home. You know, thank you guys for having me. I don't know about that build-up, man. It seemed a little excessive, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna make this work. Well, it's Bryce. Yeah, He's yeah. very excessive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and gosh, the, I don't even know where to begin because we've got so many stories. We've done so much of life together. You know, we've had our times of. Uh, you know, physical distance being between us, you know, like we have now, um, but we've been able to continue, you know, on our relationship, on our life journey uh, together. So grateful to be part of it, um, you know, be part of this experiment with you leading it tonight. <laughs> kind of makes me nervous. Um, oh yeah, get ready. Go, but but uh, yeah, I, I am ready, man. Let's 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 go. All right. Well. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, yourself. Where you're from? Where you know? Where you're born and raised? What your uh, you know family, siblings, brothers, sisters? I know you don't have sisters, but well, Brady, Brady, he's a little. You know, I mean, <laughs> he's, he's close. He's gonna be the closest that, that I have. But, yeah, you know, born and raised in, in Orange County, uh, and I slowly kind of moved eastward to my current residence uh, in Indio, California. 
Um, have four kids, three daughters and a son, uh, ages 20, 14, 10, and 8. Um, my wife and I, the, the younger three, are our two together. Um, we do own an insurance agency together here in the, the, the geographic areas, the Coachella Valley, out by, in the Palm Springs area. So I have an insurance agency. Um, I've been working in the Medicare uh, health insurance industry for almost 15 years. I'll have my 15-year anniversary in October of this year. Um, but I've had my own company. Actually, we're going to have our 10-year company anniversary um, in a couple of months. And, and uh, actually, next month in February. Oh, my gosh. Nice. So 10 years with the company um, where we started off with uh, just me as one agent. And today we have uh, 34, 35 agents that are uh, working with us and that, you know, believe in me and my dream and my vision, um, you know, and there's a whole lot that we can uncover with, with that, with the agency, uh, maybe for a future show. Right. But, you know, this, um, that's like our fifth baby, you know, in this house is, is the company. So uh, we're very blessed. We're, we're healthy. Uh, we're an active family that never sits still, always in motion. Um, just really grateful for the gifts that uh, we receive every day. Right. Um, wow, I didn't realize 10 years. That's awesome, dude. I, I'm, I Literally, I, I think about your story and I think about your business and how far you guys have come. I'm, I'm extremely proud of you. I mean, like you said, like 36 agents, that's that's huge, dude. Um <laughs> And I, I don't know, we have, obviously our base is in Texas, you know, in the North Dallas area. So if you're not feeling it, it it's Palm Springs. Uh, do you know where Palm Springs is? No. Well, Palm Springs is probably where you're going to be in like two years because that's where all the old people go. Oh, yeah. yeah really, really. You're going there? Just my so, grip. <laughs> now, it, it, hey, those are all my clients. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I... I shared with you earlier a lot of topics that I know that we could talk on, um, but tonight it was it was really on it was really on my heart, and I'll and I'll kind of share the story, and then I'm going to let you take off with it because I know you understand you get it. Um, you know, I went to work today, and you did, yeah, I did. Really, I actually taught. Wow. Yeah. Today in history. Today in history. So, you know, I have I have my kids. Those are like my kids. Like, you know, I love them. And there, there was my, my school kids. And, um, you know, I come home. I, I, I pick up Briar. And then I, I come home. And then Suzanne has Bristol. And then Braddox comes home. And then, you know, everyone's doing their own little things. And then Briar starts crying. The baby's upset. And, and Suzanne's doing all this, making dinner. Then her dad comes over. And then Braddox is pulling me in this direction. It's like, it's all over. And, you know, not 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 just as the, the leader of the house, the spiritual father of the house. But, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. The one thing that word came to my, my mind was balance. And that's something that I, man, am I ever going to figure out? How to balance all this? How do I how do I fulfill everyone's needs? You know, because everyone's pulling and tugging at you. Not to say that's a negative thing, um, but but balance. You you're the CEO of a, a successful company. You're you're a husband. You're a father. Um, break that down for us, because I know I know you know a little bit about balance. Yeah, it's it's so important, and it's something that you know. It has to be intentional, 
right? It has to be something that you you pay attention to to make sure that you're distributing whatever weight you need to shift in whichever direction to make sure you're satisfying whatever's pulling the hardest on you, right? Right. So, you know, you, you talked about your kids, you know, uh, Braddock and Bristol and, and Briar. You know, I'm going to just kind of add to the confusion because honestly, Bryce, when people ask me about, like, the names of, of my wife and I, our, our children together, um, I always throw you and your family in the mix. <laughs> uh, and, and you know what's funny is I've never thought about throwing your children into the conversation, but I'm talking about, like, your brothers. Right. You know, so I don't know if you've ever talked about your three brothers, Brian, Brett, and, oh, Brad, yeah. and Brad. Once or twice. Two brothers, Brett and Brady. And then my wife is Brandy, and her sister is Brittany, and then our three children are Brooke, Brianna, and Brylin. There's a whole lot of BRs going on there. Well, and and so, Brent, Brady, and Brian. What? All BR. Yeah, and your your middle name. So Brent, Brady, and, and Brian all have the same middle name, Dylan. Just like all of us, Brian, Brett, Brad, and Bryce have Edward, all the same middle name. Oh wow. And. <laughs> I mean, what about our parents' names? Oh, yeah. G, G, G and S-H. G and S-H. <laughs> Do you ever think about that? I never, that never even occurred to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so his, his mom's, his mom's name is Shelly. His dad's name is Gary. My dad's name is Gordon. Mom's name is Sharon. <laughs> oh my wow that's funny the only, diff- only thing you're missing is living across the street or next door to each other <laughs> well we hope to get Brian out to the Lone Star State soon right wink wink <laughs> you know what who knows what God's plan is oh my gosh <laughs> we're not going to fight it we're not going to fight it I'll put it that way yep <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that you know we want to talk about this topic of balance because I think Probably like the favorite household gift we got for Christmas was a balance board. And so it's got, you know, this round tube in the middle and then it's just a wood board. It's got, uh, you know, like the sticky tape on it so you don't slip off of it. And I know when I'm on it, I'm not very good. You know, I don't have as good a balance as my children. So I'm very obvious when I'm shifting my weight trying to right. you know, stay up and not let, you know, it. it come down on either end of it but that's kind of I mean it's such an analogy for you know what we're talking about here with knowing how to shift your weight knowing you know where you got to apply more pressure and let off of pressure you know in ways to make sure that you're staying you know on level ground right and so I mean with with kids with your family your spouse and with your career whether you know, regardless of what your career is, if you're, you know, a company employee or you're, you know, a company owner, there's still balance um, that you have to find in your life. And, you know, kind of like you said, with me having, you know, this team of agents that are working under me, you know, we're just coming off of our uh, our busiest time of the year. It's called the Medicare annual election period. It goes from October 15th through December 7th. And pretty much the... Any agent will, in that seven and a half week period, will double the amount of uh, business they wrote the previous 10 months. Wow. I mean, it is that insane of a time period. So, 
you know, during that time, you know, and our children understand that this is a time of the year when, you know, we have to be all eyes, all ears, all energy focused, you know, on this one task, um, which obviously breaks down to, you know, hundreds, thousands of, of miniature tasks and all the encounters we have with, you know, uh, Medicare beneficiaries. But everybody in the house, especially because I've been doing it, you know, for almost 15 years, understands, you know, this is a time of year where they're not going to get a whole lot of attention from dad. And, and as my wife has come into the business more and, and helped me so much with, with organization and, and backend things, um, you know, it's, it's taken a big chunk of her time commitment as well. So in this year was, I don't know if it's because we're coming off of, you know, 2020 where it was just kind of a weird year for us because we usually uh, are dealing with our clients on a, on a one-on-one, you know, basis, face-to-face basis. You know, so last year we resorted a lot to doing Zoom and, you know, other means of, of no contact types of uh, enrollments. And it, you know, we did see a pretty steep drop uh, in our, our business that, you know, that open enrollment period. But now this year, you know, fast forward, um, it was significantly busier, significantly more on our plate. And so both, you know, my wife and I, we're still trying to get our sea legs under us right. um, from that time period because it was just, it was crazy in a great way. You know, we're so fortunate to be serving and helping, you know, these Medicare beneficiaries understand, you know, how all this stuff works. But it was, it was overwhelming. Wow. Yeah. I, I got to say that that's got to be tough. Uh, my wife does taxes, and this is her busy time of year of January to the point that she's working seven days a week. A short day is only 12 hours long, um, and it is, it's stressful on her, but it's, it's stressful on the whole family on the receiving end where, you know, you're doing the working, uh, she does the work, and the whole house changes quite a bit, the dynamic um, because the stuff that she normally does, well, now the rest of the house has to pick up and do, and then it does create a little bit of tension at the house. Yeah, right. yeah without a doubt, because, again, life still moves on. Laundry still needs to be done. Floors still need to be cleaned. Dinner <laughs> still need to be made, you know? So you, everybody has to pitch in a little bit in order to... Uh, to try to keep things as close to balance as possible, but it is really, really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, something that, you know, because Suzanne and I, we've, we're coming up on four years being married in February. And so we, we've, we've, thanks, we've, we've, We've gone through a lot in a short amount of period of time. You know, we have we have two kids, and then with her with her mom passing, and that whole three year process with that, and then their da- her dad's still having cancer and dealing with all that. So we've there's been a lot packed in in our short you know time to, sure. together. And I've always kind of felt like, man, I'm not giving my wife what she needs. I'm not giving Braddock's what she, what he needs and, and Briar and Bristol. And I've always kind of felt a little guilty about that. And that frustrates me. Um, so I don't, I don't know. And, and maybe I'm just a tough, tough critic, or maybe I'm just listening to that, you know, the negative 
negative voice that I shouldn't be listening to, but I don't know. I, I seem to have always kind of struggled with that whole balancing act. I don't know. Maybe you need a balancing board. Maybe I do. It, it really is a lot of fun. And I, and I think when you, you know, if you do compare it to life, I, I think it'll just help you understand, like, you know, I used to have a really good friend of mine who talked about people that would, that said that they were multitaskers. And my friend would always say, you only have a hundred percent of you that you can give. You can give 150, you can give 120, there's only a hundred percent. Right. So you could either make a decision to, to give a hundred percent one direction or 50% two directions or 25% four directions or 80% one direction, 20% the other direction, but you can't give a hundred percent everybody at the same time. Right. It's, it, there's only one of you. So I think just the, the fact that you think about these things, that, that you're, you have that self-awareness, mm-hmm. um, I think that speaks volumes to who you are and your character because I just feel like most people walk around going doing their life day to day and not really thinking about how they're having an impact on those around them, those they love, those they care about. It's just they go from one situation to the next, to the next, to the next, and don't really you know, stop to reflect and say, hey, could I have done something different? Could I have changed my tone, my attitude? You know, I mean, to me, that's a character of a good man right there. No. Well, did you hear that? I'm sorry, what? I, I guess I wasn't. No. <laughs> no, uh, I, but I think that I think you're onto something there, Brian, because if we're a little more aware, then maybe we're a little more conscious. So, I mean, because I think that, again, in anything, it's like, we, I guess, balance will be the, you know, an overused word this time. But if you're able to understand that, hey, I need to, you know, a self-evaluation where you're honest but not too critical, then maybe you can. And you can say, you know, well, okay, yeah, true self-analysis. Um, I may not be doing as much as what I could. Um, so can I pick up a little here? Can I do something a little extra there to help out? Um, you know, again, for me, um, trying to, to make the meals, um, you know, before I left, uh, before I went to bed last night, I ran the dishwasher before I left for school this morning, I emptied the dishwasher. Now, normally I start it, I rarely empty it. But again, you know, the idea of helping pick up slack, well, that's, you know, I know that it will make life easier in the morning for everybody at the house. Yeah. yeah, and that's, I think that's the idea is, you know, to Bryce's point of being aware of this stuff, it's because he is thinking about others. He's not just thinking about, well, I, you know, like in your case, Rod, what you're saying with the dishes, well, I don't normally do that, so why do I have to do that? You know, you did it with a joyful heart because you said, look, you know, there's a lot of extra pressure right now, you know, on my life, and, and you know, one of the ways I could be a good husband is to help her. <laughs> to help her, you know, not have to worry about taking care of, you know, some of these these mundane tasks. Right. That's really what they are. You know, sorry, were you going to say something? Did I cut you off? Anyways, um, 
you know, you said something earlier, and it's as a leader, it, I think it's absolutely crucial that you spend time, and you're going to know this when I say it, in reflection. And and not not once a month. For me, I, I try and spend, and maybe if it's just five minutes uh, a night, I'm trying to intentionally reflect, you know. Um, but I, I think that's, I think that's just such a, I'm trying to think of the word. Can you help me? Can you finish my sentence? Um. Never mind. <laughs> I don't even know why you're here. You're useless. Um, I just think that's such a, a, a beneficial piece to, you know, as a leader, as, you know, someone who's continue, who wants to continue to grow, right, and get better. Um, but talk, talk to us about that real quick. What, what's your reflection look like? Because I know you do. Yeah, I, you know, you have to, and especially um, – I guess the most relatable aspect of it for me does come from a work perspective, especially, you know, when I have newer agents that are coming on board and, you know, I'm, I'm showing them the ropes, I'm teaching them the business, I'm teaching them the products. And, you know, I always have that, those moments of reflection where I go, you know, Hey, should I have, you know, explained it this way? Should I have given them more examples? Should I have, you know, fill in the blank. There's so many different um, situations there, but, you know, one of the things for me, one of the ways I try to live my life is uh, by not by the definition of insanity, you know, just doing something repetitiously because it's worked before, it's worked in other situations. Somebody else has found success in it. And that's, you know, that's something that I tell a lot of my agents, especially when they come to me from another agency where, you know, they might come to me and then I explain something to them and and how I would perceive a situation with a client. And they say, well, no one's ever, you know, done it like that before. Nobody's ever taught me that before. One of the things that I say to them is, well, I'm not here just to do things, you know, because somebody else has done them that way. You know, I want to be more thoughtful, more considerate. I want to think outside the box, you know, to make sure that whatever our goal is, that uh, not only are we achieving that goal, but everybody that's involved uh, is going to benefit from it. So... You know, reflection is is critical because it prevents you from just being repetitive in everything that you do. And, you know, maybe it helps you set new goals. You know, if there's something that you do find that you are very repetitious in, you know, when you reflect on it, it helps you to say, okay, that here was the outcome that I had from that. And that outcome was fine. But what could what could I have done better? What could I have achieved that would have been better again for, for everybody involved? Yeah, I have a little sticky note next to my desk at school, and it's on the wall, and it says, <clears throat> "How can I get better at this?" And it's just like a constant reminder when you know, as I, throughout the day, and especially at night, like like you just said, as I'm in reflection, you know, man, I shouldn't have said that, shouldn't have done it that way, or should you know, shouldn't have responded mm-hmm. like that. But that's just a, that's just a growth mindset, and we've talked about that before um right. you know cultivating this the growth mindset and, and steering clear of the status quo yeah yeah absolutely do you use your reflection brian with family members with your wife with your kids yeah i do i i probably more so with my 
kids, if I'm being honest about it, you know, especially in those ugly moments where you have that like that bad knee-jerk reaction and you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know, I responded that way. You know, what, what triggered in me or what mind frame was I in when this situation came up? Um, I, I, I like to believe that every parent does that. I don't know if they all do. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, as a parent, you definitely have to. And, and you know, with my spouse... Um, I mean, I'm the perfect husband, so there's no reflecting me. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) Really? Because, you know, when I was talking to Suzanne earlier, that's not what she said. What'd she say? She said, you need to eat more chocolate. (laughs) You know, something, Brian, that we have talked, um, you know, about early on, you know, about the vision we see as a married couple, the vision we see as, uh, as, as a family, you know, we, we've, we've established as a, as a married couple core values, you know, something that we, two things that we, we strive to be really good at is be, uh, being a very good apologizer and, and, a, and an exceptional forgiver. And, you know, when you said that Rod, you asked Brian that I, I I've done that. And I, I find myself doing that with the girls, but I know that I've done that with Braddocks quite a bit. And like you said, I, I had, you know, I missed the mark or I, I was off that day. And I recall moments where I got down on my knee and, and grabbed Braddock's hands and I'm like, listen, here's the deal. There's no way I should have I should have said that and I'm and I'm sorry and you know, I'm gonna work to get better at the what fill in the blank. And, you know, even through him, he's like, dad, you know, I get it. I know we're not perfect. And, you know, I forgive you because I love you. And that just that, that, that melts my heart. But it's like we're trying to cultivate that in him because I know that when we have an unforgiving heart, what does that turn to, Brian? Yeah, yeah. So you know, we do lots of people with unforgiving hearts in our lives. Right? Yeah. So we, we, we try and do that. You know, we'll, we'll we'll run into conflict and we'll say things that we shouldn't and. You know, we'll end up in reflection and then we'll circle back around and like, you know, then there's the, you know, I shouldn't, but we pinpoint it. There's no way I should have, you know, said that or whatever. Right. And then, you know, the forgiveness then finds its rightful place. How does that help you guys then with balance as you reflect on an immediate situation or a day long, a week long, a month long issue? How does that then make it easier for you to balance than, you know, the work, the home, um, life. You know, I think when you, when you have these situations that come up where you have, uh, you know, an inappropriate reaction or inappropriate behavior and, and you do that reflection, I think what the purpose of that reflection is to correct miscommunication, you know, misunderstanding. And, you know, for me, that's kind of my interpretation of why you would do that because that's the key. Communication is the key in every relationship, whether it's with your spouse, with your children, with your clients. And the, you know, effective communication, not, not just effective communication, but also there comes you know, having a, uh, an understanding heart to, you know, understand other people's perspectives and where they're coming from and maybe their life experiences. You know, you got to put, uh, you know, some empathy in there. Um, 
but I think, you know, having those reflections and going back to, you know, whoever you committed those, you know, actions against, it's just, it, again, it, it establishes that, that level ground again, where both, you know, parties involved are back to being comfortable in each other's presence and aren't, you know, um, you know, on guard or feeling defensive, you know, every time the other person walks into the room. Right. So you're reducing the stress from the confrontation, reducing the stress then helps kind of maintain a balance an equilibrium of, Hey, things are okay. Am I hearing, is that what I hear you say? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think if you put it in the context like that, I think when you really look at life, um, you want your home to be that safe place because outside the four walls of your home, there's all kinds of other forces that are working against you. Mm-hmm. Working against you as individuals, working against you as a family, working against you as a couple, working against you as whatever your, uh, you know, your role is for your career. So yeah, absolutely. You want to reduce those stresses in your home because that's your safe place. That's supposed to be your haven. Your home is your haven. And if it's not, then, you know, how do you feel when you walk outside and all these other stresses start bombarding you and coming at you? Mm, Yeah. I like, I like the way you said that because, you know, there are so many things that can tip us, or at least for me, I find, you know, between the school, um, the, you know, the classwork, the, the college classes that I'm taking, the, the, then the dynamics of home, uh, cause at our house, we have three generations living under one roof and that can be a bit stressful, um, <clears throat> so you're, you're I think I'm, I'm glad you brought up you know about home because I think that's what every well okay you'd like to think so I would like to think that everybody would like to feel comfortable when they are home and if you know using reflection to go and to as you were, your little sticky note says what can I do to do this better well what could I how could I have handled that? you know, confrontation because my wife and I, we talk about that a lot. Usually it's because, you know, I put my foot in my mouth um, because I have foot and mouth disease. You have foot and mouth disease. Uh, Like every month you have that. Every month. I don't know that I ever, it's kind of like a rash. It just goes away and it comes right back. Um, But, you know, trying to, because it does when I do, it makes things uncomfortable at home. Um, and that's, you know, it tips the balance to an uneven, uneven way. So I I like the way you guys have answered my question because I wasn't sure, you know, but I, I can now better visualize in my mind how some of the things that I normally do would fit into this concept of balance and something I could do differently to make it more of an overall balance, not just for me, mm-hmm. but for the other people that are under the, not just our roof, but beyond that, the extended family. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and I, 
Another thing that I'm glad that you said, Brian, is like, you know, when we when we open the door, cross over that threshold and go out to the world, man, sometimes I forget about the things that are against us, right? I, I, that are... So I'm glad that you said that, man, because it's it's such a real... It's the reality. That is our reality. And so... If we're if we're not <clears throat> intentional to cultivate balance, right, in the home and in that, and and reduce the stress mm-hmm. and create um, effective communication within you know the family dynamic, then we we go outside and man, we're we're fighting we're fighting hard, harder than sometimes we you know would like because exactly what you just said. So and I and so I'm glad you said I I I you know what I forget that quite a bit actually because I feel like man there's there's all this going on and I'm busy here and I'm busy there and then sometimes I forget about some of the things that I write in my book or the Wednesday wake up call the stuff that we do on the podcast mm-hmm. you know it's it's sure. so again why you're on the podcast to help <laughs> us get better you're not just you're you're enriching our lives man and that's so I'm I'm glad you pointed that out the other thing too is and we talk about this pretty frequently almost every episode about the communication our episode our, our podcast you know the mission behind it is to help equip families with tools to thrive you know yeah. we know communication is is paramount it's paramount yeah, absolutely and I, you know no, no, I'm just going to say that when we do this and we talk about this frequently, for me, it helps me remember, and I even try and do this in the classroom, I even, actually, you'll be proud of me, Bryce, I shared it this week, about listening to understand versus listening to respond. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which I learned from you from doing, you know, from our, you know, our, our podcast conversations, and it's... It is amazing how just for me it helps in being able to, I guess, find balance in how I engage with other people at work, at home, um, driving or in line at the grocery store, wondering why they can't hire more clerks. You know, all those kinds of things. Jeez. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I think Rod cut you off. What were you going to say? Yes, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I have to say that I, I kind of gleaned that message really from work because, you know, the environment that we work in, um, there's a lot of... Uh, unscrupulous people in this business that are in it for themselves that are in it for the money and what ends up happening is they end up forgetting about the people that they're there to serve right the, mm. the client and so I'm constantly you know preaching to my to my team to my agents the importance of exactly uh, Rod what you said and I remember reading this in a book somewhere Bryce you can refresh my memory <laughs> that we listen to understand and not to respond I, I read that in a book somewhere. So, really? Here, I always thought that was a Bryce Runging nugget of information. That's it right there. You know, it is it's so important. And, I, and I, I'm constantly telling my team, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. 
be able to be a better listener. You know, in the context of, of the work that we do, you know, listening, your our clients give us the answers. You know, it's like Jeopardy. We get the answers to what they need, and if we can find the questions, you know, how to, to get mm. to those questions, then we're going to have ourselves a new client. And so it's, yeah, you see too many people, and, and I know too many people personally in my life that you just see them sitting there waiting for you to finish so they can jump in and respond. Right. You know, and they're not asking clarifying questions, and they're not, you know, summarizing what you said. They're just, boom, well, I'm ready to jump on to the next point. And it's the same thing, you know, in the world of business, and at least in my world of business, where there's people that they're just waiting for their customer to stop talking, and then, then boom, they're moving on to the next thing. And, right. You know, I, I try to teach away from that kind of behavior. Yeah, that's that's awesome, dude. Uh, and well, and that's why you continue to grow because you <clears throat> you're attracting people because of who you are as a leader, and that's huge, man. I'm just I, I'm just I'm just proud of you. I really am. I'm proud of you. I'm I'm, I'm fortunate to have you in my life. Um, I'm just looking forward to the day you move to Texas, hopefully soon. Um, but we we are. Did you? Ha- I'm sorry. What? I'm <laughs> I'm not used to doing all the talking. Rod just sitting over there picking his nose. Um, did you have anything you wanted to say? No, thank you for asking that. <laughs> um, we uh, we're running a little bit towards the end of uh, what we typically film or record. Um, but we definitely can't end this call without some some fun stories, man. Yes, we, please. I need dirt. I well, dirt, huh? Uh, well, I think that leads right into. <laughs> would you like to start the comp? You you want me to start? And you. Oh gosh! I mean, you know, <laughs> oh, that Ford truck. Yes. Your dad's old Ford truck. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Whenever it rained. Anytime and every time it rained, I would go over to his house or he'd come and pick me up. And we had this old Ford, uh, beige Ford six-cylinder truck, two-wheel drive. And we would go look for mud anywhere and everywhere. (laughs) I remember one time, I remember specifically one time we were romping in the mud uh, over there off of Van Buren and Orange Store. Oh, yeah. And we had our headlights, or you turned the headlights off because we're like, we don't want any... You know, any police officer to see us <laughs> romping in the mud of this field. And you stopped. And it, it was uh, you, myself, and then our, I remember Joe. Yeah. Yep. He was there with us. And you stopped. And Joe and I were like, what are you doing, man? Keep going. And you're like, I don't know, man. I just got a weird feeling. And you turned your headlights on. And there was a metal pole. Yeah. Seriously. Eight inches away from the front bumper of your dad's truck. <laughs> I remember that. That was like, oh my gosh, how did you know? Man, I, well, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. You're psychic? Yeah, I'm definitely psychic. Okay, there you go. Oh, yeah, that, that, then that led into, uh, I think we thought someone, I, I don't think we thought it was a cop, but someone like was trying to run about run us out of this field. Was this the same story? This is the same night. This is the same night. Yeah, and so we 
we get out of this field because we think someone's coming after us, right? We're just young punk kids. And this last weekend. Yes. Last, this was last weekend. <laughs> um, this, <laughs> this truck is covered in, in caked in mud. So anyways, we get out of this and we go back to Joe's house and he kind of lives. It was dripping and we parked straight in cause he lived. It was like a dead end, right? Yeah. yeah, and I parked straight in. At the time, Brian was driving a. You had a. What what year was that? It was a '68 VW Bug with a finger, which was a straight pipe that came out of the back. Of the oh yes. <laughs> so so we parked that bad boy truck. It's dripping mud, and then Brian's like describing, you know, the stinger because I think that was fairly new, wasn't it? I mean, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. And he's like, take it for a spin. Well, that's exactly what I did. It's it's I don't know midnight or something like that, and I'm ripping through this small little neighborhood, 60, 65, 70 miles an hour, and this thing is just piercing up and down. I finally I finally get back to the house and I park it and I get out and we're standing on the lawn and like seconds later, there's about four cop cars that swarm us. And they get out. They all get out. And Brian, he's, he has a few choice words for me. And uh, Thank you. I'm, I love you. What a great brother yes. you are. Yes. And uh, I forgot what they, the officer said when they were rolling up on us. And I'm, I, I, I'm pretty sure I said, that's not mine. It's his. <laughs> Pointing to Brian. <laughs> and, and one of the cops, as he's walking up. He like kind of does this like gaze, and he d- does another look, and he goes, "Oh, hey, what's up, Bryce?" And I'm like, "Oh man, hey, how you doing, Officer?" Officer Kripke. <laughs> oh, at, that's and Brian was so he was so pissed. He thought he was so mad at me, but that knowing that officer, uh, I think that saved our our rear ends. But it was funny too because they walked over in my truck, then my dad's truck, didn't they? Yeah, yep. Because they said, "Oh, we got some reports about you know a truck over off of Van Buren." No, that wasn't us. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we're we're reflecting and meditating, so we're uh, trying to find balance. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Oh, man. I thought I was something cool. Yeah, I'm glad that. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You thought? You still think that? You're right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I'm glad that uh, they didn't show up anytime sooner because they would have had me pulled over and in, in handcuffs in the neighborhood on the other side of the. Yes. Well, Brian, man, it's been very impactful. Uh, you provided with with just a ton of insight. I'm appreciative of your time. Me too. Um, Thanks, yeah. And so we're we're getting to the end. We're, we want to be mindful of your time. We know uh, you've got some kids. Uh, and, a, and a beautiful wife, and you've got work in the morning. No, it's Saturday, but you probably do work on Saturday. When you're self-employed, man, it you, never stops. Yeah, so... <laughs> need help. 
we 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 want to be mindful of your time, and you get back to that bal- balancing board um, that you've yeah. got. Um, but seriously, thank you so much. I know you're going to be a regular because uh, we have a lot more stories to tell. Oh. Oh, I need more stories. I, th- I think the next one, we I'm just going to give them a little a little teaser. Uh, the night you it was at IHOP, and we had some gangbangers that. Uh, uh, pulled the gun on you. So we're going to come back to that one at a later time. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, so seriously, thank you. I love you, brother. And uh, we're going to we're gonna reconnect again very soon. All right, thanks, Brian. Same here. All right, well, then I guess that's it. That's it. Close us out. Do your thing, man. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Rod. <laughs> That's it? I'm trying to maintain balance, baby. Okay. And I'm Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. See ya.